Hey guys, I'm Monty Edwards. And I'm Pierce Lancaster, and we'd like to welcome you to the Gun and Saddle Podcast, the first episode. Pretty exciting. Uh, We're going to talk to y'all about uh, hunting and fishing and uh, Western lifestyle, recreation properties, some real estate. We're going to we're going to get into a lot of stuff in this podcast and uh, we're really excited to start get this started and uh, we hope that y'all uh, stick around and, and keep listening to us. Yeah, you know, uh, it's really it's a really good podcast, I think, because it can be very well rounded. Right. One of the things I love about what we do is that we touch nearly every facet of the local economy and one of the fastest growing areas, which is going to be a big point of focus for us, is the recreational properties. Right. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, we're we're both realtors. Uh, this, I'm, I'm an agent. He's my broker. Um, we work with United Country Real Estate, M. Edwards Realty and Land. Um, so with with that recreational property, that, that partnership that United Country has with Realtree mm-hmm. is uh, is really awesome. I think that we're, uh, we're really going to... Uh, expand on that with that recreational uh, property becoming more and more uh, popular in West Texas throughout the entire state of Texas, but you know specifically here in West Texas. And uh, I think it's uh, we got some good things ahead of us. Well, for sure. And I think one of the things that'll kind of get people to listen around here. I've got a lot of folks I know that are not interested necessarily in selling their land right now. But they're interested in the potential of what the recreational property could bring for another leg of revenue to the to the farm or to the ranch. Uh, as all you guys know, I mean, there's a lot of challenges out in front for agriculture and for ranching. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a good relationship that can exist with, uh, you know, bringing in improvements on your property, which I think is interesting. I like Pierce kind of talk about this a little bit. Pierce has a good background with his educational background. Tell him a little bit about kind of where you went to school and, and what, you, what you know about that. So, yeah, I graduated from, from Texas Tech down the road in Lubbock um, with a degree in natural resource management with a concentration in wildlife biology. So, um, I basically, so in, in school, we really got uh, to learn a lot about um, habitat development, habitat management, uh, restoration and conservation, things like that. And, and uh, there's so many different avenues you can take um, to, to achieve different, uh, you know, climax communities is what they call them. And uh, so, you know, no, no matter what, you, uh, what you're looking for, see, I, I'm a big bird hunter. You're a big deer hunter. Um, if you want a property that has a lot of deer on it, there's certain things you can do to uh, enhance that property naturally. Um, you know, we're not talking... Deer feeders, of course, those are great. I love deer feeders, but um, there's other things you can do to uh, plants and, and and things like that to really enhance that property, increase its value. And, uh, and you know, if you want birds, if you want waterfowl, we just started duck season up here. Um, and uh, if you want waterfowl, there's certain things you can do. There's, you know, you can flood fields and other things like that to really attract birds to your property, increase its value in recreation. Yeah, you and I were driving around just the other day. Of course, we've had a, an, an abnormally wet summer. It hadn't been a really wet year year all year, but we had a really wet spell in the summer. Yeah. And because of that, we've got some pretty good crops in the field that guys are harvesting, but we also have a lot of Playa Lakes right now that have water. Right, for and, now, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. this was a unique opportunity had somebody been ready for it. 
Mm-hmm. Now, they could have really brought in some more revenue on their farms because, yeah. I mean, literally you've got guys that are paying by the day to come out and hunt the, the waterfowl. And the thing about the waterfowl and I, the other thing I would say is one of the fastest growing uh, areas of recreational hunting in our area the last few years has been the crane and geese. Yeah, absolutely. Really getting big. The flyways kind of changed a little bit. As it seems like it's moved west. Moved west a little bit. And yeah, so, with the with the introduction of crops and stuff out here, you know, other than cotton. Um, a lot of cranes, a lot of geese have been moving out west. Um, there's, you know, it seems like every day I, I look up, there's another outfitter in Lubbock popping up, you know, getting, getting people on the cranes and they're, they're all doing a great job. Well, and that's one of the things, that's a good uh, segue in to talk about, you know, this is an inaugural episode, so we really are just trying to get people a good idea of what they can tune in for in the future. But one of the things that we hope to do is have like some of those outfitters, occasionally step in talk to us about what they're doing how their programs work kind of educate you guys on if you are interested uh, we will have contact information for those guys and you know we're we're going to try to be open let guys that want the opportunity to come in and, and visit with you guys do that through this podcast uh, another thing also with that is we're going to also be trying to get some of the guys like from the texas parks and wildlife to sit right. in on some of our podcasts uh, also through United Country and through Realtree, we've got some staff hunters that actually are Realtree staff hunters. We'd like to be bringing them in at some point. Uh, you know, just a lot of exciting things. There's all kinds of other areas that touch uh, real estate too. I mean, we've been talking about the hunting, yeah. but another thing kind of shift gears for a minute, talking about the ranching and farming aspect. Uh, another one of our big brands with United Country is UC Ranch. Now UC Ranch is kind of devoted to the higher value ranches, but United Country as a company is one of the largest farming ranches. I believe it is the it largest is. farming yeah. ranch brokerage nationwide. We have about uh, 5,000 agents and about 500 offices. And each one of those offices are like us. They're independently owned. Mm-hmm. And I was able to go to the convention this year. First, This is my first year in United Country. And, uh, boy, I was just really excited to see the culture of that company, to see that, you know, it's a lot of folks all over the country that run offices a lot like ours, where there's a diverse agricultural backstop, there's recreational property. In other places, there's some tourism, ag tourism that's big. Mm-hmm. That's something that here is beginning to grow a little bit. But the neat thing is, is we're able to come together as a group, and we see things that are working in other parts of the country where people have kind of figured out the secret sauce. Right. You know, how do you balance that yeah. recreational the, the agricultural and, and also the, you know, just the other specialty property group lifestyle things and make them all kind of work together. So, you know, there's benefits for people, even if you're not wanting to sell your land, we'd want you to still watch our podcast because one of the things that we hope to do is even help you guys better your properties. You know, the thing about it is if we've got several folks, like for example, in the MLD program, which mm-hmm. is for the mule deer, Lamb County's fortunate that we've got several large landowners that are part of that program. And because of that, they do some advanced management. They also basically have some pretty large areas that are set aside, and they do hunt by permit, but they almost function as a, a wildlife preserve, almost right. in a way, yeah. because, yeah. you know, they're doing all the things right. And I know these native ranges out here with the deer, I say native, but the areas where they like to really hang out, and those MLD areas are essential to keeping our deer herds successful. So. Yeah. We need to bring somebody on and talk about that sometime. Well, and that's one of the things that I hope to get the ag biologist, you know, I mean, not the ag, but the wildlife biologist with uh, out of Lubbock to talk to folks. Because you may be a large landowner that hasn't looked into that, but I I can tell you one thing right off the bat. You get your land certified for MLD, you've increased the value of your land. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, you know, another thing that I want to talk about just a little bit as we're talking about this is the mule deer hunting in West Texas. Uh, You know, some of you guys may have got a survey 
over the last few months from the Texas Parks and Wildlife. I would encourage you to, if, I don't know if we've passed the deadline for that. I should have checked on that before we came online. But if we haven't, look at your survey. If you haven't filled it out, get that thing sent in because they're considering making some changes to our mule deer season. Mm-hmm. One of the things that they're talking about is implementing a, a longer season in this part of the state. You know, part of our area that we service is off the cap and down in the rolling plains. And down in that area, they've had a three-weekend mule deer season for a long time. A while now, yeah. yeah. And they implemented down there a couple of years ago, I believe, some antler restrictions. Yes. So, so that's what they're talking about doing here. In, in other words, there's going to be a little bit of a give and take. Yes. There is, I think, and I might be wrong on this, I think, is there new antler restrictions this year? Uh, I don't believe we in have certain in, counties. in certain counties there are yeah. in, in this area right around our, our home office area around Lamb County, Bailey County. I don't believe so. Check your, yes, course, check, check, check your outdoor annual, yeah, but yeah. I don't believe that we do. Uh, but I will say the thing that they're talking about is, you know, they're trying to get some emphasis on harvesting more mature bucks. Right. Uh, yeah. They're also talking. I've heard talks in the in the winds. I don't I haven't heard this directly from Texas Parks and Wildlife, but the potential for a possible doe season. Or a possible yeah. doe tag that they might they might consider putting into the into the mix. Already now, one thing landowners don't realize though is if you own acreage and you've got deer population there, you can't apply for doe permits. Mm-hmm. And there's guys that do that up here, but there's not a lot of folks that are even aware that you can. So yeah. another reason, if we get Todd uh, on here, the wildlife biologist Todd, I'm going to yeah. butcher his last name, but I think it's Montadon. Uh, if we get Todd on here. It'd be great to let him help talk about right. that. And so another thing I'd like to tell you in the comments area of our videos is we post them on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, also, if you're watching them on YouTube and Facebook, be sure you subscribe to our page so you'll get notifications when we post a new video. If you're on Facebook, like and follow our page. But also feel free to get involved in this and comment while we're live. This episode here, we didn't shoot live, but we're going to do that uh, in the future where we will be live. The cool thing about that is we'll have someone watching the comments if you've got a question. While we yeah. have folks on the show, we'd love for you to come up and ask questions so we can get those answered. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about um, what we got going on next week. Yeah, we've got something we're really excited about next week. I mentioned earlier the Realtree Pro Staff Hunters, mm-hmm. or real, not Pro Staff, but Realtree guys. And, and one of the ones that's really been implement, influential in getting the partnership going with Realtree and United Country a few years ago is a guy named Slade Priest. Slade, last year I was at the convention, he was the second highest uh, volume realtor in the country. Yeah, and I'm amazed by that because Slade's usually sitting in a deer blind, but yeah. he's leaving a deer blind to go show a property to go do a podcast. He, uh-huh. He's got a podcast called The Hunting Landman, if you want to check it out. It's really good. It's down in Mississippi. But Slade and his crew are going to be coming up next week, and they're going to be we're going to be filming a mule deer episode on United or Hunt United, yeah, which is one of Realtree 365's shows that they do in conjunction with United Country, and it features sometimes it'll feature listed properties, but what we really do is we try to hunt in the areas where we list properties. Right. It's really hard sometimes to time all that where you have a listed property to hunt. But in this case, we're not going to be hunting a listed property, but we're going to be hunting one right in the middle of the area where we sell land. And it's going to be a really cool thing because, you know, a lot of people get to see something that's really different than a lot of other kinds of hunting, yeah. and that's hunting these western mule deer. It's a super neat place. We went out there and checked it out. How was that, two weeks ago? Yeah, it's about yeah, two Yeah, it's weeks been ago. about two weeks. We went out, went out there and... And checked it out, man. It's awesome. It's going to be a cool show. Yeah, I'm, I'm unless we get some kind of a uh, catastrophic weather event in here during that time span, I really look for those guys to have a successful hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course, that's always an unknown. Yeah, it's, it's part of the country. It's still year. hunting, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and the thing about this is the neat thing is 
these guys that are letting us come hunt on this deal, they do a, a deal where they've been donating a couple of hunts, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. They donate them, I think, to WT University. I don't yeah. know which department up there, but I don't know that they'll do that again next year. The owner acted like they might. So one thing that's kind of cool for people that will watch the episode is you could go and, and actually have a chance to bid on those hunts. Yeah. That's the cool thing for us because we think helping them get exposure. Absolutely. It'd be really yeah. cool to help help that be a better deal and you know for them to get the maximum value out of letting yeah. them donate those hunts. So, you know, you were, one thing we want to talk about, you were out there with me. What did you think about the amount of cover that we've got out in the field right now? There's a lot of it. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you that right now. It, the, 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 the most challenging thing, I think, for these guys coming in or anybody that's going to be hunting that area is there, there's, there's a lot of cover. Yeah. It's going to be hard to see them deer coming in. Now, if you've got a feeder set up, you know, anything that's, you know, a clearing or opening or if you have a, you know – wildlife paths that can go through um that's probably going to be your best bet if they're bedded down on that cover you're going to have a tough time seeing them because yeah it's probably about average oh, at least five foot tall yeah yeah and you don't realize a deer looks tall when you see pictures of them yeah, yeah. But they're really not that tall yeah. when they're on their feet and you know we were out there the other day i went back one more time out on this place mm-hmm. and, hunt, and we actually saw a Really nice ten point off in some cover, and, and we thought he was bedded. He was actually standing up. Yeah, we could just barely see the top of his head. These these wild sunflowers that we've got in this area, which the deer love to great browse on, uh, they have just gotten phenomenally big. And I talked to a hunter that has been hunting in New Mexico, and uh, they've already opened their season, and he was telling me it was some tough hunting. Yeah, he, he's he's a seasoned hunter, and he'd been hunting for years, and he said unbelievable good deer out there this mm-hmm. year. But it's going to separate the men from the boys this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think you're going to, patterning deer is going to be extremely important this year. If you've got a food source, a water source, you understand where those deer are traveling during the day. One of the unique things about mule deer hunting, if you haven't done it, is unlike whitetail, mule deer are not as easy to pattern with a feeder. You know, guys do use feeders here, and, and there's definitely deer that will come consistently, but typically the does are a lot more consistent with that the other challenge is is that we typically are not hunting our mule deer during the mule deer rut you know a lot of times if you can bring the does in whitetail with feeders you know once that rut cranks up you're going to get bucks checking out the feeders patrolling the feeders Uh, and another little interesting wrinkle on that here in this part of the world is we've got a a whitetail season now yeah and that's not something that we've had for very long and the whitetail are actually almost i don't want to use this term negatively but they're almost like an invasive species because we didn't have them but as we've had more of this land in crp and we've had a lot of guys growing more forage crops and stuff you know Mm -hmm. uh we're seeing the whitetail move in there's a specific area right here in lamb county where there's quite a few whitetail yeah and you know those those can come in we have a whitetail season that is the full length of the season but i've had some camera a camera up this this year and i actually posted a video where i had a mule deer and a whitetail buck two young bucks fighting yeah, yeah they, I was gonna I was gonna mention that. That yeah. was a cool picture. Y'all should go check that out on the Facebook page. You know, I, I don't know all the mechanics of it, but I have heard, uh, and I and if any of you guys want to weigh in on this, but I have heard that typically the the whitetail are actually the ones that are more aggressive. I think part of that is because they go into rut early. Yeah, they do. You know, yeah. they're rutting and they're they're a little more bullish and and they're gonna come in and that's exactly this little whitetail buck. I mean, mm-hmm. he piled off into this mule deer buck, and I had several pictures of it, it and they did it awesome multiple deal. days. They were at the same thing. Yeah, they came back two days later and did the same thing again. So, huh. so they're staking their territory. I thought it was kind of interesting. The mule deer was acting a little bit pretty ruddy, yeah. you know, kind of coming in. So that's interesting. Uh, as far as 
finishing up talking about the season, I think it's got a lot of promise. I think for the guys that really have a setup that know where they're going to go and, and have a food source, I think they've got some chance this year to harvest some really nice yeah. deer. Had a great summer growing a lot of groceries for those deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year was extremely different than this year. Last year, you could see everything. We Our pastures were completely, uh, you know, low. I mean, we didn't have good pasture last year. We've grazed everything down. It's been dry. Uh, it was easy to hunt last year if you had a food source and if you had a good set of binoculars, you could spot deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a little tougher. Overall, though, I think it's an optimistic outlook for this season. I, I think it's fun when it's hard. Yeah. That's why it's called hunting. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, you know, Pierce, one other thing before we wrap up, uh, we're going to be this week too. Another exciting thing that we're doing, and this probably is over more on the UC Ranch side. Right, but yeah. one of the cool things when I got in with United Country that I was really interested in is our specialty property groups around equine. Mm-hmm. And this week on uh, Friday and Saturday, we'll be back over at the Mallet Event Center in Leveland for the Clovis Horse Sale. And they're going to have their futurity event this year, uh, this this time. And, uh, you know, they do that on Friday, and then the sale will be on Saturday. I've been just shocked at the number of people that come into that sale from all over the United States. Yeah, it, I mean, I feel like there's more people from other states than there are from Texas. That oh, there there are. And in this sale in particular, I visited with the auctioneer Steve Friskup, and he indicated he thought it was going to be a really good sale. They've had a lot of good horses. They've been posting online if you follow them on social media. We're excited about that. We're going to have a booth out there. And we've been auctioning. I, I haven't confirmed this for sure, but we have been auctioning off of Gordy Alderson's bid. And all you have to do to show up is come and sign up. Uh, we also give away a couple of other prizes there. But we'll also have horse properties that we've got listed from all over the country. Uh, we'll have those featured at that booth. Uh, so please come by if you got a chance. It's a great time to take the family out. And uh, that's a neat event. I don't yeah. think if people go, even if you're not going to buy a horse. Yeah, it's a you cool just, place. And if you just want to get a little feel for the Western culture that's here, if you're not part of that, or if you are a part of that in the past and just want to kind of get back around that, that is a really cool place to go. Yeah. Last couple of times, they had pretty good food, too. Yeah. They do have, they have some good food. Oh, back. and they have the trade show, too. I mean, I mean, not really a trade show. But they had trade area where they yeah. had all the booths. And they did have a lot of different things there. Hats, uh, spurs, have a lot of different things where, they, I mean, just tons of different stuff. Really, every time we go, there's some additional yeah. stuff set it's up. Neat so so I'd encourage you to go to that. Uh, that's starts, I don't remember the exact start time. Things will start happening around there most days around 9. Right. until yeah. mid after, late afternoon yeah. so uh, come out check that out we'll be glad to see you there uh, again we're going to have that hunt show coming up uh, we're really excited about that I don't know it'll take a few weeks after they film it to get it out and put it out there but we'll be sure and make a big deal of that hopefully before we do that we'll be able to get Slade in and let him talk a little bit about yeah, the hunt I think sure that'd be really yeah. cool and, and he'll, he's bringing out another hunter with him so we'll get those guys on here uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap it up not this time. I'm excited for this to get the get going. Um, how often are we going to do this? Well, you know, I think it's really going to depend on kind of the interaction we have with the people. I, I hope we can at least do it once every two weeks. Yeah. But, you know, good. if we get if we can find more subject matter to cover and if we've got some suggestions from our audience on things we can bring in, I mean, we want to know from you what you'd like to know about. If we can get some different folks in, I mean, we have not even tipped the iceberg about talking about all the different things we can bring in around agriculture and, and recreational properties and and horses. I mean, mm-hmm. it'd be cool to get Steve in here one week to talk about the horse sale oh, yeah. and the horse deal, just the equine industry in general. But if you've got some ideas like that, just give us a give us a comment down there or send us an email. We'll put our we'll put an info at uh, MA River Realty email address. That that is the email address, by the way. If you want to send us a, you know a suggestion, 
please feel free to do that. So wrap it up, and I guess we'll call it good. Yeah, guys, hey, thanks for watching the video. Um, we're, you know, like I said earlier, we're excited to get this thing started. We hope that y'all enjoyed it, um, and uh, we'll see y'all down the road. Thank you, guys. Hey, guys, I hope you're enjoying this video. If you're watching it on YouTube, please be sure to like and share the video. And also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's one of the best ways that you can stay up to date on new listings and new activities that are going on with M. Edwards Realty and Land. And if you're watching this video on Facebook, be sure to like and share the video, as well as like and follow our page. Thank you, guys.